WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. 22 years after the terrorist attacks of 9-11 and people see how life continues to shift to address emerging threats. More from Ken Lundberg. Berrien County Sheriff Paul Bailey joined the WSJM Morning Show today to talk about remembering the first responders who died in New York, the people on the passenger jets that crashed in Washington, D.C. and Pennsylvania, and those who have suffered physical and mental conditions since then. Bailey says in the first responder community, it has never been the same. It changed in uh, public safety all over the country. Uh, things that we did changed. The, the, the operations of our nuclear plants changed. They were locked down, secured, and uh, more training had to occur, occur after that. Uh, we received uh, a bunch of Homeland Security equipment after 9-11 so that we'd be better prepared if something happened again. The 9-11 hero climb happened this morning at the St. Joseph High School's Upton Stadium. Local emergency responders joined members of the public to climb 2,071 steps at the stadium to symbolize the climb to the top of the Twin Towers. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News. State Representative Joey Andrews is studying what the state government could do to help manufacturers thrive. He took a tour of Edgewater Automation in St. Joseph today to promote Governor Gretchen Whitmer's Make It in Michigan initiative. Andrew says Edgewater had plenty to tell him. I think we got a a healthy list of ideas from everybody present at the roundtable, and we're going to set up some follow-ups to, you know, dig into the details a little bit more. But the challenges they're facing here are the same challenges being faced all across the state, workforce shortages, investments, R&D, all that sort of thing. So I think they gave us a lot to think about and bring back to the work group, and uh, I'm excited to continue the conversation with them and work as much as we can with them going forward. Andrew says the Make It in Michigan initiative plans to establish a funding source for economic development efforts while growing talent, making communities better places to live, and helping the state become a place where anyone can thrive. He'll take what he learned today back to Lansing as lawmakers push the initiative. The Michigan Wing Civil Air Patrol is requesting help from the public as it searches for an aircraft and pilot reported overdue out of Dwozhak. The patrol says the plane departed Dwozhak about 11 a.m. yesterday and never returned. It's a small home-built airframe with a polished aluminum exterior and tail number N569SX. Only the pilot was on board. Witnesses reported seeing the plane heading north soon after takeoff, and a CAP air crew and ground teams are currently searching the areas north and northwest of Dwozhak. That includes areas around Benton Harbor and South Haven. Extended searches may include areas in the counties of Van Buren, Kalamazoo, St. Joseph, Casparian, and Allegan. Anyone with any information on the missing plane is asked to contact Civil Air Patrol. The Berrien County Health Department is telling everyone about the services offered at its sexual health clinic during this Sexual Health Awareness Month. Department Medical Director Rex Kabeltica tells us the clinic has locations in Benton Harbor and Niles and offers everything from STI testing and treatment to exams to birth control. He says not many people know about the clinic. Even area doctors sometimes are not are not aware that if the patients are having issues and they can't get them into the clinic, then they can have the patients call the Grand County Health Department. We can do either walk-ins on Wednesdays, 1 to 4, appointments Mondays and Thursdays between 9 and 4. Cabaldica says diseases like chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis have been on the rise in Berrien County for the past few years. 
He says it's not clear why, but one way to help prevent the illnesses is through communication. It's very difficult to try to get control of the spread of the disease if the partners are not talking to each other. And more often than not, unfortunately, it's the males. It's the men who will not tell their partners. Gabeltica says parents should also talk to their teens about sexually transmitted diseases. He strongly encourages anyone who suspects they may have an STI or who has multiple partners to get tested, noting some illnesses can have no symptoms at, at first. We'll have a link to more information at our website. Two suspects who stole a camper in Van Buren County this weekend remain at large. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says deputies were called to the 64,000 block of 77th Avenue in Keeler Township about 10 a.m. Sunday on a report of a 30-foot camper and lawnmower having been stolen. They were told the suspects were still in the area of the 80,000 block of 62nd Street. When they went to that area, the suspects were gone, but deputies found evidence they'd crashed their truck into a ditch. They then took off again, still towing, towing the camper. The suspects have not been found. The camper is described as a white Cherokee camper. The suspects were in a Dodge Ram pickup. Anyone with information on the thefts is asked to contact the Van Buren County Sheriff's Department. The St. Joseph Public Schools Foundation is raising funds for the purchase of a new Steinway Grand Concert Piano to memorialize longtime St. Joseph High School Choral Director Dennis Bowen. The foundation's Bob Ehrenberg tells us after Bowen died this year, students who were mentored by him started talking about ways he could be honored. When it came down to it, we realized that the concert grand piano on the high school stage is almost 60 years old, and it's got a muffled sound and has needed many repairs over the year. This was a piano that was Dennis's baby, so to speak. He took care of it with kid gloves, and we thought it was most appropriate to honor him by replacing that piano with a brand new concert grand piano from Steinway. Ehrenberg says the new Steinway will cost around $200,000. The foundation is now collecting donations so it can be bought to replace the old piano that Bowen so diligently maintained. The goal is to have the new piano in time for the annual Christmas concert on December 18th. Ehrenberg says with Bowen having mentored hundreds of students over the years, he suspects it won't take long to raise the money. Anyone can donate at sjpsfoundation.org or by calling the foundation. Set for this Friday at Benton Harbor High School will be an event to honor the fathers who make a difference in the lives of children in the community. President Pillars Director James Gunter tells us the Dad Night Tailgate event is seeking to salute those dads who go the extra mile to help their kids succeed. The event will take place during Friday's football game at the high school. Everything will start with the tailgate at 4.30, and then there will be a small ceremony at halftime. We'll ask guys to come down. We plan to take a lap around the track, but if that doesn't happen, we'll just simply ask them to come down and be recognized, maybe take a photo or two, and then proceed with the game. Gunter says President Pillars previously organized the Dad Week back in June and got a good response from the community. There's a lot of guys around just like, wow, like nobody ever made a big deal about Father's Day around here. So I think even the smallest form of appreciation was greatly appreciated by all the dads in the community. Gunter says the research shows kids whose dads are involved tend to be better at school and later in life. Every dad, granddad, stepdad, mentor, uncle, and father figure is invited to come to the high school for Friday's game to be honored. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. The death toll in last week's devastating earthquake in Morocco is climbing as rescue crews reach remote communities in the Atlas Mountains near the quake's epicenter. 
More from ABC's Ibasim Yet Food in Morocco. Trucks filled the roads going from Marrakesh to hard-to-reach villages in Morocco as rescuers reached the epicenter of the earthquake for the first time. Ambulances driving patients to hospitals, but also funeral trucks. Mansour's family lived in Amskarjen, a town that has yet to be reached by rescuers. He lost several family members in the quake. My uncle, his, uh, his wife and the uh, wife to my father and uh, the son of my uncle. This is the country's deadliest quake in more than six decades. Ibtisam Genfud, ABC News, Wirkan, Morocco. Russia and North Korea say North Korean leader Kim Jong-un will visit Russia, where he is expected to hold a highly anticipated meeting with President Vladimir Putin that sparked Western concerns about a potential arms deal for Moscow's war in Ukraine. The Kremlin's website said Kim's visit is at Putin's invitation and would take place in the coming days. The visit also was reported by North Korea's official news agency saying he would meet with Putin. Associated Press journalists near the North Korea-Russia border saw a green train with yellow trim, similar to one used by Kim in previous foreign trips at a station on the North Korean side. Authorities in Pennsylvania have increased the reward for information leading to the capture of an escaped murderer to $25,000. More from ABC's Brian Clark. Danilo Cavalcante was spotted twice over the weekend in the Phoenixville area, and authorities say he stole a van that was later found abandoned in East Nantmeal Township. As to his current whereabouts, State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bibbon says he does not believe he has the resources to leave Pennsylvania. Other pieces of information that... Uh, that we have generated within this investigation lead me to believe that he is still here. He announced that Cavalcante's sister, a Brazilian national, is being deported. She chose not to... uh not to assist. And issued a warning to anyone thinking about helping the escaped prisoner. Brian Clark, ABC News. The Biden administration has cleared the way for the release of five American citizens detained in Iran by issuing a blanket waiver for international banks to transfer $6 billion in frozen Iranian money in South Korea without fear of U.S. sanctions. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken signed off on the move last week, but Congress was not notified of the decision until today, according to the notification. It was obtained by the Associated Press. The waiver means European, Middle Eastern, and Asian banks will not run afoul of U.S. sanctions in converting the frozen money in South Korea and transferring it to Qatar's central bank, where it could be held for Iran to use for the purchase of humanitarian goods. Some tentative agreements have been made between the United Auto Workers Union and Stellantis, one of the big three Detroit automakers, but ABC's Mike Dabuski reports the two sides are still far apart with a deadline looming, which could see the workers walk off the job at all big three auto companies. The UAW is asking for 46% wage increases, a 32-hour work week, and pensions for all members. They describe their demands as audacious and ambitious. Mike Martinez covers the UAW for Automotive News. He says the union argues their proposal makes up for the losses their members took after the Great Recession. They know that the companies have been in a prolonged period of really high, if not record, profits, and they want essentially what they lost. The big three have each put forth counteroffers. The current contract expires Thursday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Bells tolled at ground zero and solemn tributes unfolded across the country as Americans look back on the horror and legacy of 9-11 today. People gathered at memorials, firehouses, city halls, campuses, and elsewhere to observe the 22nd anniversary of the deadliest terror attack on U.S. soil. Nearly 3,000 people were killed when hijacked planes crashed into New York's World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and a rural Pennsylvania Pennsylvania field. Vice President Kamala Harris joined the ceremony at the Trade Center today. President Joe Biden is due to join service members and their families at a ceremony on a military base in Anchorage, Alaska. 
The House and Senate return to Washington this week with a major deadline looming as lawmakers need to fund the government by September 30th. If there's no agreement in time, government agencies could shut down. ABC's Karen Travers has details on what the White House has said Congress needs to do. President Biden is wrapping up his overseas trip with a stop in Alaska to mark the September 11th anniversary. The big issue waiting for him here in Washington, government funding. The White House has called on Congress to pass a short-term funding measure to ensure the government stays open after September 30th. A shutdown could happen if lawmakers cannot pass the required spending bills or a funding extension by that deadline. The White House is also pushing Congress to approve four $40 billion in supplemental funding, $24 billion for Ukraine, and $16 billion for disaster relief. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The U.S. government is taking aim at what has been a difficult empire, Google's search engine. An antitrust trial swings into full force tomorrow in a Washington, D.C. federal courtroom. The case marks the biggest U.S. antitrust trial since regulators went after Microsoft a quarter century ago to challenge Microsoft's dominance in personal computer software. The 10-week trial comes after the Justice Department alleged that Google abused the power of its search engine in ways that stifle competition. The government says Google's practices increasingly force consumers to settle for inferior search results. And get ready for a new and improved COVID vaccine that's due to arrive as early as next week. More from ABC's Andy Field. The FDA is okay. the latest COVID vaccine, which is not only a booster for earlier variants, but covers everything, including the latest virus mutation. The CDC must still sign off, but government health officials are recommending the protection for anyone five or older as well as for previously vaccinated younger children. The FDA predicts COVID vaccines may need to be adjusted each year as new variants arrive. 